Father, our hearts are ready for your word. I pray, Holy Spirit, you who dwells in me, that you give me utterance in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That the end, glory be unto your name. Father, every heart is in your hands. Every heart, the soil of the Spirit is in your hands, Lord. That these words that are planted shall bear fruit in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father God, that there shall be understanding, spiritual understanding. Holy Spirit, the teacher. The Bible says you are the teacher, the anointing who teaches. Teach every heart this morning. Teach every heart this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We thank God for another day. I think at this time the kids will be going to Sunday school. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes I can't, I can't believe I used to be like that, you know? You used to be a kid. <laughs> it seems like it's far-fetched. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So today, over the last month, we have been talking about the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We spoke about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Steve also spoke about the Holy Spirit. And then last week, um, was Payment Week, um, and then for this month, originally, the topic that was before the Holy Spirit was the ministry of intercession, hallelujah. That was what um, the teaching was supposed to be on. So today I'm going to talk about that, the ministry of intercession, amen. The ministry of intercession. So that is what we are going to talk about, hallelujah. So when we say to intercede, to intercede, hallelujah. That is the word, to intercede. It simply means to fill the gap, hallelujah. So interse intercession is you standing the gap. So let's say there's something here and it has to go from here to here, right? You fill the gap. You stand in to make sure that it goes from A to B, hallelujah. From A to B. That is what it means to intercede, to intercede. So usually two parties involved. And if you think about us, it's usually God and you are interceding for somebody else. Hallelujah. So intercessory is not for yourself, but for somebody else. Hallelujah. That is what it is. And it is one, I, I, you know, looking through scripture, I strongly believe that it is the most important ministry. Hallelujah intercession. Amen. It is one, if not the most important as a Christian. For us, it's so important, but I don't know if we have done due diligence of teaching enough of that. Hallelujah. But to intercede, that is one of the things that the Father requires of us. Hallelujah. And our Lord Jesus made an example. Hallelujah. He came and he took our place. Amen. That is what scripture says, right? Jesus came and he took our place. So the suffering that you should have suffered, he suffered for you. Hallelujah. Amen. He didn't stop there. He continues in the book of Hebrews. He says that 
he lives to make intercession for us. Hallelujah. So intercession is so important. It is vital. And I can clearly say, and I strongly believe, that you are seated here. You are saved because somebody interceded. Hallelujah. PRWC is here because somebody interceded some time ago. Hallelujah. Somebody went on their knees and prayed. Hallelujah. Somebody sacrificed. Hallelujah. Took time to pray for you to be seated here today. For the Church of Pentecost to be what it is today. For you to be here today. Hallelujah. But then, as Christians, most of our prayers have been, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me, that's it. There is a, I heard a story of a farmer who prays, Lord, bless me, bless my son, Joe, and his wife, and no more. Nobody else, that's it. Lord, bless just me, bless my wife, bless my son, and that's it. The whole world, it doesn't matter. It's just me. And then you come and say, God, give me, I'll take whatever you give me. And then that's it, we go. But prayers, our prayers has always been about me, about me, about me. But for, for our Father, he is love. Hallelujah. And so for God's so love, the word that he gave, that we give. And one of the things we can do, one of the things we can give is prayers on behalf of somebody else. Hallelujah. So let's go to Romans 8, 26. Romans 8, 26. Romans 8, 26. All right, so I read from the New King James Version, Romans 8, 26. So he says, Likewise, the Spirit also, also, hallelujah, also. The Spirit also helps. So, helps. And I want you to underline the word helps. Or I don't, these days we don't like we highlight. Amen? Helps in our weakness. And it says that we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit himself make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Hallelujah with groanings which cannot be uttered. This doesn't mean that somebody said that, oh, the Holy Spirit will do the praying for me, so I don't have to pray. So I retire. Amen. But the Holy Spirit does what? He helps. Hallelujah. He helps. So one of the key things in the ministry of intercession is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Because when you are praying for someone, we don't always know what the immediate need is. Right? But the Father knows everything. So, the Holy Spirit can take over if we allow him to. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit can take over. And the Holy Spirit with you, hallelujah, taking over. But then the prayers come from your mouth, right? You utter it through the Holy Spirit to intercede for that person. Hallelujah. It is the Spirit that helps us. So, when it comes to the ministry of intercession, you cannot have an effective intercessory prayers without the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. But then that doesn't preclude that you cannot do prayer in your own understanding. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So prayers through the Holy Spirit, that is one of the key to being an effective intercessory. We know the scripture says that 
and we, we forget that part. He said the effective, the effective, fervent, right? Prayer, effective, right? So it can't just be any prayer. The effective, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth what? Much. Effective prayers and intercessory is by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Effective. And shall we read Hebrews, Hebrews 7.25? Hebrews 7.25. And we see, as I was saying earlier, I just want, you to, I want to show you the scripture of our Lord Jesus. So today, we are going to pray. We are going to intercede. Hallelujah. Amen. So Hebrews 7.25. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him. Why? Why? Because he always lives to intercede for them. Hallelujah. Who is he talking about? It's our Lord Jesus Christ. He always lives to intercede. Hallelujah. As Christians, when we come to God, it's good, baby Christian. By the time we come, where you have to grow. Hallelujah. You have to grow. And one of the things in spiritual Maturity is a prayer of intercessory. Hallelujah. There are different kinds of prayers. There's the prayer of agreement. He said, where two of you agree in my name, right? On earth. As to anything, it will be done for them by my heavenly father. There's a prayer of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. There's a prayer of petition. We talk about the widow. Hallelujah. Who petitioned the judge, right? There's a prayer of petition. There are so many different kinds of prayers. Prayers that you can, sometimes there's only the prayer of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. There's a prayer of supplication. Hallelujah. But then there's also the prayer of what? Intercessory. Hallelujah. Shall we go to 1 Timothy 2? 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 4. I don't think we have the New King James Version. Okay, so I, I will do the NIV. So he says, I urge, I urge, the New King James Version said, therefore, therefore, I exhort, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, hallelujah, prayers, intercession, and what? Thanksgiving. Be made for what? All people. For yourself? For yourself? No, right? But you are praying for all people. So if we are all praying for each other, we pray for you, right? Intercede. Amen. For all people, for kings, and all those in authority. Why? That we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. That's one part. What is the second part? This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be what? To be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth, which is Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. I read this from the New King James Version. It said, therefore I exhort first. Shall we all read it together? New King James Version. We read it together. Therefore, I exhort first 
of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is one of the reasons why intercessions have to be made. First of all, first, he's even making the point that you don't pray for yourself first. Don't pray for yourself first, correct? First things first. First means beginning, right? That supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of things be made for all men. Who are these men that he's talking about? He goes on to qualify it. For kings and all who are in authority. So right now, what are we talking about? We are talking about Supreme Court. Hallelujah. We are talking about Congress. Hallelujah. We are talking about the mayor. We are talking about the governor. Hallelujah. Those who are in authority. Hallelujah. We are supposed to pray for them. Why? So that when we pray for them, we, Christians, will live a peaceful life. Hallelujah. So, I strongly believe, Jesus said, we are the light of the world. That if not for us, this world will be kaput. But for the children of God, hallelujah, the Father will put everything aside. For even those who are in authority who don't believe in God, so that it will trickle down to us, to us. Hallelujah. First of all, prayer, right? Prayer, supplications, and intercessions. Hallelujah. Be made. So we stand in the gap for them. Hallelujah. Not only that, but the bottom line of this all is that the world will be saved. That is what the Father is interested in. That is what the Father wants. Amen? Amen? It's sometimes it's not this little bickering and things. The Father wants the world to be saved. The Father wants people out there. Jesus said that the world is in darkness. I picture it as this. If you look at the earth from above, from space, at night, you see there is darkness and then you see the light of the world, right? In the middle. You see them cross out, right? I think in U.S. is one you see most lights. Now you go to Africa, there's not a lot of light. <laughs> you go to the, but in the U.S., you see a lot of light, especially East Coast. <laughs> it's all light. That's how I think of it. The world is in darkness, but we are the light in the world. Hallelujah. And so as we are in the world, we are to intercede. Hallelujah. So that it will move from when you put it to Ghana, and there's only a few lights, to the East Coast, where there's a lot of lights. Hallelujah. That is what the Father wants. Hallelujah. There are more people to come to him. Amen. So it is time we move from, Lord, I want this. Bless me. He said, my, he said that God has blessed us with all 
Do we know that Ephesians He's blessed us already in Christ Jesus. He has blessed us. So it's time to move from God bless me, bless me, bless me, God give me, give me, give me, to maybe God give me to bless somebody else. Hallelujah. And then not only that, but God, I am here to do thy will. Amen. And the will of the Father is that all men be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. So as we continue, Let's go to Ephesians. And I know that we have, we've been doing this uh, Ephesians 6 for the whole year. I'm going to read Ephesians 6.10. It says, finally, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. You know, somebody will say that I'm trying to be strong. He never says anything about you being strong. But he said, be strong What? In the Lord, right? You can't do it on your own. Be strong in the Lord. How are you going to be strong in the Lord? He said, he tells you how. He said, put on the whole armor of God. That is how you are strong in the Lord. Is to put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle. Who is doing the wrestling? Who is doing the wrestling? It is quiet, oh. He said, for we do not what? Wrestle. Can I get the 11? No, 12. Ephesians 6, 12, please. Ephesians 6, 12. So the NIV say, for what? Our, for we do not what? Wrestle. Who is doing the wrestling? Who? We. It is quiet, oh. Do you know what I ate last night? Do you want to know what I had for dinner last night? Okay, all right, let me continue. So he says, I got that to get your attention here a little bit. Amen? Amen. I love my wife. You know that, right? Right? Maybe I should start talk, talk, talking about something else, and then we'll all be here. I said I love my wife. Somebody's shaking their head like this. <laughs> Amen? I guess they're interceding. Amen? Amen. All right, so I go on. So he said, for we do not what? Wrestle. So who is doing the wrestling? Us. Us. We need to understand that. We are wrestling. Right? For we do not wrestle again because sometimes we think God is wrestling. Jesus has done everything he's going to do about the devil already. He defeated him. He wrestled with him. He defeated him for us. Hallelujah. And now... We are the mini-Jesuses. Hallelujah. Amen. But then we have authority. Amen. Amen. So he said, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. So I want, I want to say this. I was, at the other time we were having, you know, as one, of the, one of the things that the Lord made me understood. Whenever this, so Jesus said that we do not, whatever we, he said whatever we bind on earth, right, will be bound in heaven. I used to think about, I thought it was heaven, heaven. There's no demon to bind in heaven. Does it make sense? But then what Jesus was saying is, so one of the 
some time ago, I did some st uh, studying on, on demons and principalities. You have to know who you are going against, right? And Lester Sumrall, he's a, one of the ones who was pioneer in that field. Amen. His name is Lester Sumrall. He has books out there if you want to read it. And then we talk about how the demonic kingdom is very organized. It's organized. Satan is organized. Amen. They probably have formation, like the Roman soldiers. They had a formation. So, principalities, this is how it starts from. Then the next level is against powers. The next level is rulers of darkness of this age. That's why the Bible says that he has what? Translated us from the power of what? Darkness into the kingdom. And that's why you can say in Ephesians, Paul said that we once were controlled, right? By the power of darkness, right? And Jesus came and rescued us. Hallelujah. So when someone is saved, he goes from being under darkness into light. Amen. So then he goes to darkness of this age. And then the next thing is against spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. We are going to look at the book of Daniel in regards to that. That's how the devil is organized. That's how the kingdom is organized. Hallelujah. So when you bind on earth here, you are binding those spirits in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we go on? It said, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, all of it, not some of it, that you will be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to what? Stand. First of all, we, took on, we take on the armor to stand. And the Holy Spirit through Paul tells us what? To do what? To stand again. Hallelujah. And then he goes on. The ne very next vo uh, uh, verse, he says, Stand therefore. Here again, stand. Who are we standing against? Hallelujah. Powers and principalities. Don't sit down, but do what? Stand. Stand. Amen. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The 18, 18, 618. This is so after you have put on the whole armor. And you are standing. What are we supposed to do? Pray. Pray. Praying always, with, here again it, it comes, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Intercessions. Hallelujah. Being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplications for what? For all saints. Who are we supposed to pray for? For all saints. So putting on the armor of God is not just for your battle. Hallelujah. Putting on the armor of God goes beyond gimme, gimme, gimme. Or fear for be for. Putting on the armor of God goes beyond that. Putting on the armor of God is for us to intercede. To stand against the devil for your brother and sister. For all saints, he's talking about the church. 
for PIWC, for Central, for New Haven, for Danbury, for New Britain. Not only that, it goes beyond that. For churches in Manchester, hallelujah. For churches in Connecticut, hallelujah. For churches in the whole world, the body of Christ. That is what we are supposed to pray for. That is what we are supposed to stand for. That is what we are supposed to stand for. That is what our prayer should be. Hallelujah. To stand. To intercede. For all what? All saints. So now, we know we need to pray for saints. We know we need to pray for those who are in authority. Hallelujah. That is what the scripture is telling us. Amen. Second Corinthians ten four. Can I, can I get Second Corinthians ten four, please? New King James. That is not. That is not it. So Second Corinthians ten four. Everybody knows this. We, we, we say, this is one of the most popular scriptures that we say. He say, for the weapons of what? Whose warfare? Whose warfare? So it is our battle. Hallelujah. I want us to get that today. That the battle, you know how we say the battle is the Lord's? Absolutely. And you see how the Lord plays away here. But we, whilst we are on earth, we have a battle to fight. As the body of Christ, hallelujah. To exert our authority on this earth. Hallelujah. For the weapons of whose warfare? Our warfare. They are not carnal. But mighty in what? In God. For the pulling down of strongholds. Maybe we, need, we don't need to call it Friday prayer service anymore. I think we're going to call it Friday pulling, strong, pulling down stronghold service. Hallelujah. Maybe when I say come and let's pull down strongholds, then maybe you will come. Hallelujah. Pulling down what? Strongholds. Not weaklings. We are not dealing with weaklings. We are dealing with strongholds. The devil is very conniving. You have to. He has, I, this is how I think of him. He has been around for a long time. He has seen my kind. Me. Me, Netanate, the kind who I am. He's seen your kind. He has seen it before. He has seen it. He knows how to push your buttons. He knows how to push your buttons. He knows. That is why the Bible says, give no place to the devil. Give no place to the devil. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, casting down argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity as to the obedience of Christ. I want to show you something. Let's go. So, I, you know, we go through trials and temptations. We go through that. And 
I went through a trial. But thanks be to God. Sometimes things happen and God uses it to mold you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And when I came out of it, I give all glory to the Lord Jesus. He gave me victory. And I know there are people here who, who intercede for me. I know that. Because some of them, they tell me, Amen. I know. I know. Because I, I'm telling you, it got to a point I wanted to give up. I wanted to give up. I wanted to give up. I, I, I mean, give up. But for the intercessions of the saints. Hallelujah. Let's go to Daniel. Let's go to Daniel 10. So he said, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar. The message was true, but the appointment was long. You know what? Let's go to... Okay, let's go, okay, let's go to the second. The second. Well, I think we all know. Daniel 10, not 9. Daniel 10. Daniel 10, 2. Daniel, he said, In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. So that is a little... Um, what he was trying to say... Okay, let's go on. The next one, he says, I ate... This is what he continues to say. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till, uh, till three whole weeks. He was saying that he was fasting. Amen. That's what he was saying. So when he was fasting, he didn't eat meat, he didn't eat anything pleasant, but he, he ate, right? He ate, but not to fill, his to fill his belly. Hallelujah. That's what Daniel is saying. Sometimes giving up TV for two weeks could be, could be, could be fasting. Hallelujah. Sometimes giving up, giving up uh, 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 um, Instagram for three weeks. Say that I am not going to do Instagram. I'm going to use that time to pray. Hallelujah. Will be a way of fasting. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, I, I continue. Because Daniel said that pleasant things, he didn't do the pleasant things, right? That's why he was fasting. He said, now on the 24th day of the first month, I was by the side of the great river, that is Tigris. I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of uppers. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like touches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of the multitude. This is the part... Um, so, I, Daniel goes on. Um, well, let's go to 10. For sake of time, let's go to the 10. He says, suddenly, he touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on my palms. And he said to me, oh, Daniel, man greatly beloved. When you read Daniel 9, when, whenever Daniel was, will intercede, and then an answer will come, or an angel will come, they always say this, oh man, he greatly beloved. 
And I think it was because he was an intercessor. Hallelujah. It wasn't because of anything, but Daniel interceded for Israel. Hallelujah. He said, Man, O oh, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you. Stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking these words to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. Right? Your words. What is that? Prayer. Hallelujah. He said, from the first day, your words were heard. And I have come because of what? Your words. Let me continue. Because of what? His prayer. Amen. He goes on to say, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers for many days to come. I know we know this story. But I want you to see in a different light today. What triggered this whole spiritual cascade? It was the prayer of Daniel. Hallelujah. On earth, Daniel went to his knees and he prayed. And when he prayed, something happened in heaven. The first day he prayed, the father responded. Now, the answer is coming. But then, because of what Daniel did, there was spiritual opposition. We are talking about from the physical to the spiritual. And the answer has to come back what? Physical. Right? So Daniel went on his knees. So we love this story. We know about all this. But this happened because Daniel interceded. If Daniel didn't go on his knees, none of this would have happened. Hallelujah. We have to go on our knees. Hallelujah. This is why Jesus said, when, when you bind what? On earth. It starts where? On earth. Whilst we are human, whilst we are mortal, when we get up there, there will be no more binding. This is where it happens. This is where the battle is. And the battle is now. And the battle can be won if we go down on our knees with the weapons of our warfare. Hallelujah. So Daniel went down on his knees. So the first day Daniel went down, something happened in the spirit. But it took Daniel going down on his knees to pray. His words. His prayer. His prayer. Hallelujah. And Daniel, the interesting thing is that Daniel fasted for three weeks. Isn't it interesting that the answer came at that time? The first day. Listen to the words of the angel. He said, the first day you set out to pray, it was answered. When it comes to intercession, it is wrestle. It is battle. You don't give up, but you do what? You stand. Hallelujah. Daniel stood for three weeks. He prayed. For three weeks, he interceded. For three weeks, intercessory means stand. Oh, I've been praying for a month. So, 
the Bible says that a thousand years is like one day, right? And, 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 and one of the things that I, you know, I, I, I'm beginning to understand, in the spirit world, there's no, if you think about it, heaven, there is no day or night, right? We just understand it. As humans, we know day and night, time, one o'clock, ten o'clock, that's what we move by. But in the spirit world, time is different. I don't know if you know this. Sometimes when you pray and you get in the spirit, you think that you have been praying for five minutes. But then when you open your eyes or you come to, it's been 30 minutes. And sometimes when you are praying in your physical, you think you are praying for 30 minutes. But then you look at it, you only pray for two minutes. Two minutes. And then I look at it and say, hey, I, I, I did it in two minutes. Five minutes. And I thought I'd been praying for a long time. Because sometimes in the physical, it is hard. But I realized that when, when you're in the spirit, oh, it is easy. In the spirit, time is like, just like that. I pray, 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 and you pray, oh my God, time is, time, time is up. I got to go. Hallelujah. So, don't think that one month, or you're going to give time to God. Hallelujah. But what the Bible says that we should do what? We should stand. We should stand. Hallelujah. We should stand. 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 Sometimes I tell the devil, I said, I stand today. I, I recite the whole thing to him. I said, I stand. I am standing with the breastplate of righteousness, with the helmet of salvation, with the belt of truth. Hallelujah. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which is said for me to stand. And I refuse to give. I, 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 sometimes you just have to take it. You refuse. And then you have to take it. Hallelujah. That's it. Sometimes you have to go there and go and take it. That's what we have to do sometimes. Then we have to stand. But this happened because Daniel prayed. Daniel prayed. The, whole, the key to the victory was Daniel's prayer. Because of Daniel's prayer, Michael was sent. So the prince of Persia that he's talking about, that's why I say the devil is very organized. So sometimes the devil has organizations for cities. So the whole city of New York, there will be like a demon in charge, right? And another subordinate underneath it. That is what he's talking about, the prince of Persia here. That was the demon in charge of where Daniel was. Hallelujah. But breakthrough came through what? Prayer. When Daniel prayed. And three weeks, Daniel fasted. And the answer came in three weeks. What if Daniel had stopped earlier? Maybe the answer wouldn't have come. We have to stand. Stand. Sometimes intercessions is not a long thing. I remember there was someone who got a call and they said that she was pregnant, her husband is away. She has fibroid. It is growing so much that she was going to lose a baby. So they had to take her to surgery. So they called and they said we should pray. And when I heard it, my heart kind of went out to them. Because think about it. A, a, a mother, pregnant, husband is not around, he's gone, she's the only one. Now she's going through surgery, and the husband doesn't even know she's going through surgery. So, I, so from that compassion, I started to pray. 
interceding for her. Hallelujah. Interceding, speaking in tongues, speaking, speaking. As he's speaking in tongues, then the Holy Spirit spoke. And he said, the work of the devil is that the baby should die during surgery. Pray against it. Hallelujah. Prayed, 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 prayed. Then all of a sudden, I don't know, when the victory comes, you know. You know. You know when the victory comes. Then I started to give glory to God. So when I came out, uh, some of the family members were saying it. I said, nope, she's fine. She is fine. I believe she is fine because victory has come. Hallelujah. Was I the only one interceding? No. There were other people interceding. But that is what this is about. Sometimes with intercession, the person's will has something to, a role to play. Hallelujah. I remember someone who was sick and I sought to fast and pray for them. And as I was fasting and praying, I remember I was at work sitting down, so I, had, I, I took five minutes just to pray, speak in tongues. And the Holy Spirit said, my son, I remember those words so well. I said, my son, he does not want to get better. He wants to come and be with me. That's what the Spirit said. So I went to the person. And I said, this is what the Holy Spirit said. Is it true? He said, yes. So here is our will, praying. And here is their will. I said, okay. Let's make sure everything is right between you and God. Hallelujah. Took them through it. Then, you know, as human, a part of me was like, no, I can't let this go. So, I, so for a while, I couldn't pray anymore. But then I said, okay, now I'm going to go back. Hallelujah. So I went back interceding, praying, praying. Nowhere. Then I remember when the Holy Spirit told me, he said that he's going to come and be with me. He's not going to make it. I said, yes, Lord. There's no need in fighting anymore. Right? You fought the battle. It's not what I wanted. But their will was everything. Their will was everything. So, and when the Holy Spirit told me, if I had gone, that's why I say sometimes, God tells you things not to go tell somebody. And God will tell you something today that might happen in a year. Oh, God will tell you something today that might happen in five years. Amen? So don't go around talking about it. Pray about it. You know, and when the Holy Spirit, I thought it was going to happen that day, but it happened about three or four days later. That was when it happened. We have to stand. We have to, the, the, we need, you have no idea, we need so much prayers. I can do some lifting. He said one will put a thousand, but two will put what? We have to stand. The church needs prayer. PRWC needs prayer. Church of Pentecost needs prayers. The body of Christ post-COVID needs prayers. And we are the ones who are going to win this warfare. Our warfare. You tell me, God is sovereign. Why can't he do it? Let's go to the book of Genesis. Genesis 1.26. Some of you are wondering, if he's all God, he's all sovereign, why? He's just too. Hallelujah. So, Genesis 1.26. 
He says that then God said, let us make mankind in our own image, in our likeness, so that we may rule over the fish of, in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and the wild animals, and over all... No, I want, I want the New King James, please. The New King James for Genesis 1.26. So I'm going, to, I'm going to read from my New King James. Okay, so he says that, and I'm going to go, he says, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the earth, over the cattle, and over what? All the earth. God put Adam in charge of it. Hallelujah. God put Adam in charge of everything. So God will not do anything without Adam's approval. That is why even when he created some, he'll bring it to, for naming, Adam put, gave the names. God didn't even do it. Because he put Adam what? In charge of it. Now, let's go to uh, uh, Luke, Luke 4, 6. I want you to see Why? So, um, so the devil said, so let, let's, uh, the five says that, then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Let's go to... Uh, um, Corinthians. Let's go to Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 2 Corinthians 4.4. He said, the God... 2 Corinthians 4.4. He says that the God of this age... I, I like the, the New King James. So the God, so he said, by Jesus, Second Corinthians, all right, Second Corinthians 4, 4. He says that, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, amen? Some, some uh, uh, um, the, the new King, the King James Version. The King James Version, King James. He said, in whom the God of this world. Hallelujah. So, until Adam's lease runs out, when Satan took it from him, God will not be a just God if he just budges in. Hallelujah. The devil will accuse him of being unjust. So, you, so if that is not true, then the Lord Jesus conspired in a lie when the devil said that it's been given to me. Right? But we said he was tempted. Right? If it wasn't true, then that is not a temptation. Right? For, for, for temptation, for me to tempt you with something, then that means that you could have gotten it. Right? So, if, 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 if uh, Potiphar's wife tempted Joseph, 
That means that she intended to sleep with him. If she wasn't going to sleep with him, then it's not a temptation, right? But it was a temptation. So that is why we have to pray. God is not running stuff. You, you hear people say that. Then if he was, if he is, then he's making a good mess of it. Then I don't want to go to heaven to be with him because it will be a mess there too, right? But no, in heaven, it's not like that. Hallelujah. And everybody else blames God for everything else. We have to stand. Hallelujah. Stand. Stand. With this, as instructed by the Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask for anyone, anyone, on Sunday mornings, I want intercessors. God wants intercessors for the church. Hallelujah. We are not going to be praying for ourselves. We are going to be praying for the church. We are going to be praying for saints. We are going to be praying for those in authority. We are going to be praying for people. And then also, turn in your prayer requests. We are going to be praying for your prayer requests. Hallelujah. Sunday mornings, 9 o'clock. If I'm asking you to come to church an hour early to intercede, hallelujah. Come to church an hour early. This is not by force. This is a call. If you are, if you are led by the Spirit and you want to come, come. 9 o'clock, I am here. Sunday mornings, I am here praying. Hallelujah. Here, interceding. Instead of 10, wake up an hour early. Give that one hour to the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Intercede. Intercede. Sunday mornings. And the, is, the, is the hour of intercessory. From 9 to 10. I'm making out this call to the children of God. Come and join us. Let's pray. Shall we be on our feet?